This summer on the podcast, we're starting a series of interviews with ministry leaders serving with Youth for Christ all over Northern Indiana. And today we want to introduce you to Akira, who is a fantastic young leader serving in our City Life ministry currently, but she's also served in our Campus Life ministry. And we are excited to have her on and let her share her story with you today. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Well, welcome to the podcast today, Miss Akira, one of my uh, youngins from the City Life Center, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more in just a second. But um, before we get started, Akira, welcome. Um, hello. You, hello. Hey. Hello. Um, hey, do you mind telling us <laughs> one interesting fact about yourself? Let's open it up. Let's see. There's, you know, I'm not very interesting, but I can say, let's see. I'm very musically inclined. I do theater, and I'm pretty sure I've been in about at least 11 shows. Wow. 11 shows. And how old are you, Akira? I'm 18. 18. So 11 shows, 18 years old. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. Yeah, within the past, like, five years. Wow. Mm. So. All right. What's been your favorite? Favorite show? Probably my first one. It was In the Heights, the musical. The movie's about to come out. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) So let's jump into some of the content for today, um, Akira. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of your journey because you've been with Youth for Christ a few years now. Um, So let's let's start off by talking about like kind of how you got involved. Um, How did I get involved? I okay so that's going back to the first musical I did I was in a show with my friend um, her name's Tamaya and she was an indigenous leader at um, the City Life Center and I didn't really go because all the popular kids went to City Life and I was not popular Um, so I think I showed up once um, like late 2018 and then I started really going March of 2019. So that's how I got involved. My friend, like, asked me to go, you should come to City Life. It's cool. So I just, like, kept going. I didn't really talk to anyone at first, but I just, like, kept showing up. Sure. Yeah. What yeah. Um, what made you stick around then? Um, The people. It's a good community there. Um, although the community, community keeps changing, like, it's always been supportive. Okay. Say that, yeah. And when you say community, you mean staff, students, volunteers, what? what? Um, both, mostly um, Nigel um, and Amy, Nigel Sims and Amy Binkley. Um, they just like to talk a lot. So, <laughs> like, I really didn't have a choice there. Yeah, right. Like, they kept me involved, you know, because I was kind of like shy or like put to the side, but they kept like, involving me in things and communicating with me so like that made me want to keep coming back yep there you go so shout out to nigel sims who is now our national city life director yeah uh, out of here in fort wayne so that's pretty exciting and amy binkley who's kind of in that uh nigel's role uh on an interim basis currently running things at the for our city life and urban ministries absolutely absolutely and so um you talked about how they you know would have you get involved in things and so um what did that involvement then become for you then 
Um, I kept showing up, and then, um, so they would have indigenous leader meetings that my friends were a part of that I was not because I had just gotten there. But I would, like, sit in just to be nosy. (laughs) And, like, Nigel would let me because, like, it's Nigel, and he just likes to keep you there. Um, So (laughs) I would sneak in the meetings, and I would just keep showing up even when I didn't have to be there because I wasn't an indigenous leader at the time. And then June of 2019, he was like, do you want to be an indigenous leader? And I was like, yes, because it just felt like they were so important. They had things to do. Like, and I wanted things to do. Like I said, I was shy. I didn't really do anything. I did theater, but that was pretty much it. Mm. Um, so I became an indigenous leader June 2019. Okay. Yeah. And you had been there, gosh, you said you started coming in, like, stuck, sticking around in March. Yes. Is so that right? four so months. Just in. a couple months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, cool. Um, what's your, as you stepped onto the indigenous leadership team, what was that? transition like for you to go from kind of sitting on the the fringes observing the indigenous leadership meeting but actually to actually being involved and engaged in leading it um it was very different um I began to sound so cliche but like have a voice like I Mm -hmm. didn't have to just sit there I got to put in my ideas more responsibility um you just keep showing up like whatever they need you to do just keep showing up but it is a choice to show up yeah um so that's, I don't know. That's awesome. I love that. So talk about a little bit more. What is indigenous leadership? So give us the definition of indigenous leadership, but we didn't prepare you for this. So that's a hard question. I get asked, asked that a lot. I guess it just depends on how you view it. But for myself, it's like trying to better your community through Christ. I guess that would be the overall definition, but like there's aspects to bettering your community like you have to um engage with people like intentionally Mm -hmm. um create relationships and again it's like all about just showing up like if you decide to put yourself into that role into that responsibility where you were chosen to be put into that um category or responsibility then it's even harder because someone else is like you can do this and then you're like can i really do this so yeah. like yeah just continuing to show up and like learn and it's about growth too like everyone's not perfect all leaders aren't perfect so just like accepting that you're going to grow throughout the role that you have yeah, yeah that's good so uh kind of the slogan that i know is and it's kind of written across your shirt is live here, lead here, right? Like in your community, lead in your community mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And I love that, uh, that slogan, that tagline that kind of sums it all up, what you just shared. Um, so what do you, what was it like, or for you, we, you kind of talk about someone asks you, like they give you responsibility and says, and they say, you can do this. And you're kind of doubting yourself a little bit. Um, what, how did you work through some of that kind of self-doubt and that? And I'm sure it's still there. Like, I still have it, you know, being in ministry for as long as I have. I still have those doubts and those things. But um, being this maybe the first time you've been wrestling with that, someone expects something of you or thinks you can do something, and you're like, I don't know. Like, what was it like to step into some of that? Um, It was kind of difficult. Not kind of. It was very difficult. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, let's see. I had different opportunities, I guess you could say, to, like, experience the role of leadership. So, like, 
indigenous leaders would go different places or speak at different places or hear people speak at mm -hmm. different places. So just getting the opportunity to listen to other people or other leaders doing their job and you're like, maybe I can do that. And if this person says I can do it and I really trust them um, and they believe in me, then maybe I can do it. And then hearing feedback as well. Mm. And I don't think like it's a sense of pride when you hear like, oh, you're doing a good job. It just like motivates you even more. So I guess hearing people tell me like, oh, you're doing a great job or I got this or I will start doing this because you said this, like mm -hmm. that type of thing, like kept me like going like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So a sense of encouragement and empowerment that someone else believes in me. Yes. Right. And I think that's I think that's pretty key even for for volunteers that step onto our team. And you're, you're still a student at this point uh, in, in your, um, you know, involvement. You're still a student involved in indigenous leaderships. But I, th in, but I think volunteers feel that too. Like they yeah. come on board and go, I don't know how to do this. I was asked to do this, but I don't know how to do this. So right. I think that's something that all of us can relate to at some level for sure. Yeah. Um, so before we go on to the next section, um, I just want to hear like two key takeaways or development in your leadership as an indigenous leader um, in high school that you took. Like what, what were like two key things that you felt like you grew in um, going from student to just an everyday student to an indigenous leader? Um, you have to find your community. Like I know like being an indigenous leader was a group, like we were a team, but you have to find your specific people who will like keep you accountable. Like, mm -hmm. are you coming to the meeting today? Like, did you do this assignment today? Um, are you prepared to speak at this event next week or today yeah. in five minutes? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. Um, so like just having someone on you all the time, like growing and learning and, accepting that people were going to be on me and watching me all the time. Um, I probably grew there. Um, um, probably encouragement the other way around, like we were talking about how people encouraged me, but also me learning to encourage others mm. um, through indigenous leadership. Cause like that's, it's not like a big, it's not like I was, teaching or like I was the boss but it's like a another level of responsibility um there so I probably grew in like I, it's not really professionalism but like I don't know what it'd be called yeah yeah sharpening your tools and leading others and so being able to encourage them and and kind of speak life into them I yeah. think my favorite definition of leadership is influence yeah and I think that's influence, what you're describing yes, yes. you know it's you know it, it's not about being a polished public speaker. It's not about, you know, organizing a team necessarily at this point, but it, it's about influencing others in a certain direction and being intentional with that. And I, that's what I hear you talking about. And so that's the word that comes to mind. Yes. Um, and so indigenous leadership is being an influence for the good for Christ, as you said, in your community, in the place where you live. Yes. And so to hear you articulate that in that way, I think is really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, and so you had all these experiences that um, you took with you as you're now in college um, here at a kind of a local university, not quite a, a local, but kind of local university. And it's also a, a university that many of our staff here at YSC and IN have also attended and former staff. And um, so now you're in a position 
where you've gone from indigenous leader at the City Life Center to now being a volunteer or a ministry leader at one of our campus life ministries, right? Yes. So let's talk about um, talk about some of the things that or or what led you to wanting to get involved there. Um. So. Like we were talking about, I was heavily involved at City Life, um, and then I moved to Huntington, and I didn't want to stop being involved with Youth for Christ. And I know, like, the transition is like, oh, go experience the college life, like, do you? And I'm like, I can't, like, <laughs> I have to do something. Yeah. Um, and so... I thought about it, and I was like, they they have a campus life there. Like, I, I met a girl, her name's Brooke, um, on their campus life team, and she introduced me, actually. She knew Reggie, and I was like, ooh, connections. There you so, go. <laughs> um, like, about a couple weeks into going onto the – onto campus i like set up a meeting with liz and was like i want to work for you like i want to work with the students um i knew the environment was going to be different but i still was like let's do this like i need to i need to still work or do things be involved with youth for christ so yeah yeah that's pretty much what happened yeah and you know in college you have just when you when you want to do something just kind of go and do it i remember a lot of opportunities where I was like, ah, I think I want to do this. And so I just went and did it. And so you're now involved as a, as a ministry leader there. So, um, you, you shared a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges maybe, or the different, you knew it would be a different experience going into it coming from city life and, and Huntington being, uh, a more, um, kind of on the outskirts of Fort Wayne. So it's a small town feel, but still kind of has a city feel, but the demographic is, is different from where you come from. So um, let's maybe share some of the challenges that you've had in doing ministry there, but then also some of the things that you've learned and some of the things that you have, have observed over your time there. Um, let's see. There wasn't, there weren't a lot of challenges, but I would say um, that the community or demographic being different was a struggle for me. Um, although, let's just say, I see, okay. All the students are majority white. There's, like, maybe one black boy there. Um, And then definitely none of the volunteers are black at all. (laughs) So um, I didn't think that was going to bother me at first. Like, I've been around people everywhere from different places. So, like, communication or community, creating community wouldn't be that difficult for me. Um, Especially, like, in middle school, like, I was the black friend, whatever. So I didn't really care. But it's different when you start getting to know them. Okay. So like creating relationship. Although I was new, so I'd expect like, oh, they don't really want to talk to me at first. But like they have different experiences than we did or us students had at City Life. Yeah. Um, and so just getting to know them and their stories like – creating relationship helped me get to know them but like before then it's just like do you even want to talk to me like you don't know me type of thing but that comes with being new too but just hearing their testimonies I guess you would say it's like every troubles happen to everyone that kind of shocked me and maybe like that's kind of 
terrible leadership of me. Like, oh, maybe they don't go through things. They're kind of wealthy over here, but they do. Yeah. Um, although it's really different than it is at City Life. So that was probably a challenge creating like community at first coming in. Yeah, I think that it's it's great to hear you articulate that in that way because um you know we all struggle right we all have stories but we just make assumptions when someone doesn't live in our neighborhood or live in our community or and that goes in all directions right yeah um, it does. they i mean uh, i'm guessing they ha- had assumptions about you knowing like some of them probably knew you from past trips um Potentially, I don't know how involved you had been, but knowing you were part of our city life ministry and now you're part of campus life. And um, so there probably were walls that were built unintentionally, just assumptions that were made in both directions. Right. And yeah. so I think that's the beauty of of what we do at Youth for Christ. Right. As we go where people are and we try and break through some of those walls and we try and build build relationships and get to know people for who they are yeah. beyond what we think who they, who we think they might be. Right. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to, to hear you talk about that. Um, yeah. glad, glad you shared that. No, for sure. And, um, and I know that we've had some conversations of even when you would come, come back home for a visit or whatever, whatever from college and you would share like, okay, like, okay, while I'm there, this is what's going on. And I'm used to doing things this way. Um, and so talk about how you, you kind of got over yourself and, and chose to dive in. I know you shared a little bit, but talk about some of the things that like maybe you were questioning um, because it was a different experience, but how you tried to lean into those things. Um, I was thinking like I couldn't relate to them hmm. because I'm from a different city, different neighborhood, different skin color, different hair type. Like we don't do the same things. I don't talk like them. Like, I was like, I'm not going to relate to them at all. I had freshman girls. Um, they put me with a freshman because I was a freshman. Yeah. So that was a fun time. <laughs> um, but, like, the girls were really nice to me, which helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, they were, like, bubbly and things like that. So it's really about just, like, showing up and do doing what they like to do, do what they enjoy. Um, like, say for... Um, the students at City Life, like, they like to play basketball and stuff. Like, my <laughs> freshman girls like to go to Starbucks and go drink boba tea and whatnot. Like, I do too. So, like, that's a fun time. But, like, you know, just do what they like to do. Get involved. Like, see what they like or want to do in life. Talk to them about that. Like, just trying to relate to them, even though you think you might not be able to. Yeah. Um, that was really the thing. And even communicating with, like, the other staff members, like, how did you talk to them? Mm -hmm. Like, what did you say to them? And, like, learning – we had, like, training or whatever, so learning, like, different boundaries. And, like, it was different becoming a leader from being a student because you could just talk to your peers about anything. Yeah. Being a leader – you can't talk to your students about everything, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm a teenager still, but, like, you can't – do you can't yeah. be too involved There's like that so yeah. learning that was kind of different too because sure. like like let me know the tea girl but you can't do that <laughs> as a leader so so like just again creating relationships that helped me through like um all the challenges i had well i still have challenges but like yeah i don't know <laughs> no that's really good that's really good i love that um and how you i mean everything that you're saying reminds me of 
exactly who we are at the core of everything we do, which is a relational ministry, which is three story. Right. Um, and so the creating the three story relationships um, within the context of serving as a ministry leader and you're you were able to find success because you found that connecting point of your story and their story. Right. And then I know that there are aspects in different points in times where the, old, the the greatest story in all of that God's story was also in the mix of what was happening in those relationships while you were cultivating them, whether it was through your example as a leader, as a young woman of God, or whether it was through actual conversations. And so I love I love that context of, of being able to um, live out three story in an authentic way rather than it being something that we force or we try to do, but doesn't work. And so um, I love that. So I want to hear if you had to, and you, you touched on it a little bit, but just, just give a piece of advice um, for someone who is in ministry or looking to volunteer or serve in ministry in a place where they do not feel comfortable. What would you give them as a word of advice? Um, I would say don't be closed off. Like go into it or like, even if it's not your first time and, like, you volunteered before and haven't gone back for a while, like, just dive in. Like, start creating relationships. Like, don't be afraid to be who you are. Like, God made you who you are for a reason. Yeah. And he obviously put you there or gave you the heart to volunteer there for a reason. So I would just say go into it with a good mind, uh, an open mind, um, ready to just create relationships and just um, – you know, don't worry about, I guess, the obstacles because they're not there yet. Um, so just, yeah, just have an open mind to create relationships, I guess, would be. That's great. I love that. I want to I wanna go back because I think this is valuable in the question you just asked. I want to go back. You introduced yourself as you said, I'm kind of a shy person. I didn't know, like, who to connect with when I first came into City Life, and I kind of kept to myself. Has that changed for you? Do you feel like your personality is coming out or do you, did you still feel like when you stepped into leadership at uh, the university or at the, the high school and campus life that you were still really shy and just through your experience felt like I've got to get past this? Um, I feel like it's both. Okay. Um, like going back to hearing people say like I'm doing a good job or like getting out there more, like speaking once will have you speak 30 more times so mm -hmm. the more you get out there and you know just say what god has given you creates more opportunity um, to create new communities um so i don't think i really had a choice <laughs> but to like come out of my shy mode i guess because like going on to the campus or even going to different youth for christ events it's like Hey Akira, are you Akira? And I'm like, I do not know you, <laughs> but hey, I know you saw me from somewhere, so I can't be shy in the moment because they already know me. Yeah. So I mean, it's always difficult starting a new task, but I guess once I get into it, it's like, okay, I'm going for it, and I'm just gonna be me, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I so that clicked when you were talking about three story. Um, and I think about, we talk about taking risks in our conversations in three story and how do I bring God's story into this? And I think sometimes that risk gets in the way yeah. of us actually going there um, in that conversation. But I think just in general, in relationships, sometimes there's risk involved. Like, what if they don't like me? What if 
I make a joke and they don't laugh. That happens to me all the time, right? <laughs> like, see, there's, I got one laugh there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think the idea that, you know, you've been putting yourself out there a little bit and taking risks and they probably all haven't worked out for you. I'm guessing they don't all work out for any of us, but the ones that have and that encouragement and that feedback you get when it doesn't work out, I think builds this sense of empowerment and sense of confidence that, you know, I still get nervous. I still get anxious when I step into a new relationship or a new task, but I can look back and go, but it's worked out so far. God's been faithful so far. And when Amen. it hasn't worked out, he's pulled me back up and allowed me to continue on. And so I think sometimes that risk stop, prevents us from really digging into the, the richness of ministry. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to make that point yeah, because I think sure. there's a lot of people listening that are like, you know what? That's that's risky. I don't want to go there. What right. what if? What if? What if? Um, so I just love that you've pushed past that and you've learned how to do that. Yes, yeah. I love that. And in all those opportunities that you've had leading up to this point, we now are able to say that this summer you're going to be interning at the City Life Center, right? And so congratulations yeah. there as so the intern. Much. Yeah. Um, I get to give you a lot of tasks all summer, so that's going to be fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, as we wrap up our time, I just want to talk a little bit about that. So what, what things are you looking forward to this summer as, as an intern serving um, back at City Life now in the neighborhood that you have lived and grown up in? So what, is that, what does that look like for you? Um, I've always um, still been involved with City Life despite being a ministry leader elsewhere um, just because, like, that's my home. It's like we say home is here. Like, mm -hmm. it really is. So um, being an intern, I thought it was going to be way different. It's only my second week. <laughs> it's a lot, man. <laughs> like, but now, like, I've always wanted – that's so cliche, too. Like, a seat at the table. Like, right? You know, like, mm -hmm. um, being an indigenous leader, like, you got to see, like, the behind – some of the behind the scenes stuff, but now as an intern, like you really like I've been in the meetings now and it's like a lot and everybody has me doing everything. <laughs> so, um, but I like it though. No complaints. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a different type of responsibility, different things you have to do, but I'm excited though. I'm excited to, there's more new students cause I've been away at college. So there's mm. been more, Students coming to City Life that I don't know yet or haven't created a relationship with yet. So I'm excited about that. Hope they like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that you've already done an awesome job um, coming on. But then also I'm excited to see the areas of growth. You know, you talked about being able to enter into new relationships and having to dive in and lean in. And I, I do know, you know, having known you over the last few years that, that you do um, – you can just be shy and stay in the background, uh, but because God has called you to serve in ministry um, for this season and for his glory that you are going to lean in and you're going to continue to see kids well and love on kids well, create relationships and um, being able to also add to, you know, like you said, the meetings add to the staff and so excited um, that you are having this opportunity this summer. So, yeah, Akira, it's been fun. You know, I just got to know you. Uh, a couple months ago, I think we did some training. Was it, oh, maybe it was almost a year ago now. 
uh, the Global Leadership Summit, I think, when we sat in that room together yes. and watched it virtually. So it's been fun just seeing you in that time that I've known you uh, and the little bit of interaction we've had, this trajectory of leadership that you've been on and to hear more of your story today and kind of even over the last year or so, uh, hearing bits and pieces of your story from, from Reggie and from Nigel and from Amy has been a lot of fun. Um, and so you're really on a track for leadership and you've taken every step with such, um, uh, grace and responsibility. And, uh, you just really stepped into every role that you've been asked to step into and come into every task that you've been given. And from what I know, you you're excelling in all of those. And so I'm excited to see where the Lord takes you and takes you in your ministry this summer as an intern at city life, but even beyond, I think he's got big things for you. And so I'm excited that you're here I'm excited you're part of YFC, and I'm excited that you uh, decided to come on the podcast today. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue our conversations with ministry leaders serving in youth ministry.